Yes way. I uh, got a, uh, oh, I've got several letters this week and notes and cards. Thank you. Box 121, box 121. That's simple. Pastor Gary, box 121, Inglewood, Florida. But I get notes of encouragement often. That's also in your worship guide. That address should be there for you. But uh, got one this this week that uh, talked to me a little bit and, and said that uh, they hope that they don't, they, they've been a no way person. And they don't want to do that anymore. They want to be a yes way person. And they want to say yes way. Amen. It'll be, it's good for you. Amen. Come on. Yes way. Yeah, come on. One more time. Yes way. Yes way to what? Well, yes way to whatever. I don't want to get in a no way place with God. No matter what it is, yes way. There was a song years ago, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. Okay, so yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Let's go to the message this morning. See what we can find today. And I'm adding a few of these. I did several many years ago, and I thought, you know what, I love that title, and I'm going to add some of these to it. See what we got over the next few weeks. Today we're going to talk a little bit about suffering and struggle. And let's see what we can learn today. Say that with me if you don't mind. Yes way to? One more time. Yes way to? To this way. What does that mean? Yes, wait it this way, crazy preacher. What you talking about? Well, have you ever been disappointed with God? Struggles in your life and blamed Him or wondered why or why this happened? Keep looking. Roger's just going to push me now. Perhaps you're here with me today or you're listening on radio and you're disappointed with God right now. Right now. You can't believe this has happened. say, well, I'm in church, so I'm not going to say I'm disappointed with God. But deep down, you are. Keep looking. It sure is easy to do to get disappointed with God. And it usually happens when we've been hurt by somebody. Or a situation has come in our life that's disappointed and hard. So, we get disappointed. We get disappointed even with God. It seems to me that it's a lot easier to be disappointed with God when you don't know a whole lot about Him. When you don't know God. When you don't know a lot about God. That's the ones that I hear it out of a lot, but not all the time. I hear it out of Christians. And quite frankly, myself, I've been disappointed with God. I've struggled with, with how could you let this happen in my life. You know, and I've got many stories I could tell you, but I'm not going to do it this morning. We're going to keep moving. So, what happens... I'm disappointed with God. We're left to our own feelings. When we don't know God and have a relationship with God, and we don't know His Word, so something bad happened. By the way, something bad is going to happen in your life. You're born for trouble. Sure as the sparks do what? Fly upward. You light a fire and see if the sparks don't go that way. That's what Job said. That's your life. Your life's going to have trouble. Well, I've had a good life. Well, I'm not trying to put a curse on you. I'm just trying to tell you, you live on earth, okay? It's going to happen. But when you don't know the Lord, you don't know His Word, and, and you so, if, you, if you don't have some knowledge of Him, I'm telling you, you're left your own feelings and your own suppositions. And that can be a dangerous place many times. And so maybe that describes you, and perhaps when I say, when I say this to you this morning, God loves you, when I say God loves you, you say, how could God love me since He let what? This happen to me. I say God loves you. 
us, how could he love them? When he let this happen. And this is an evil world we live in. You know that. A lot of evil happens to us, and, and we do a lot of evil. It's a, it's a tough place down here, earth. This. I'm just going to put some of them up. Some things I've heard over the years. This. God let me be abused as a child. When I was a little child, he, I, I wasn't strong enough. I couldn't stop it. God could have stopped it. He didn't stop it. Are you hearing me? How can he let that happen to me? I'd let the person that I love, I love, I love, leave me. Hurt like that? God, you know. Why'd you let that happen? Are you hearing me today? Yes or no? Come on. God, let my child be killed by a drunk driver. There's a sweet couple in our church who watched their own nine-year-old boy get struck by lightning. How could God let that happen? You hearing me? Keep looking. God let me or my loved one get cancer or another deadly disease. Why'd God let that happen? If God's all-powerful. You hearing me? You're getting depressed, aren't you? God let me lose my job. I worked like a dog. I lost my job for no good reason. I've heard these things, guys. I've been at this a while. We could spend all morning on me just putting stuff on the screen I've heard. God let me have to live alone, alone. When other people got somebody, I ain't got nobody. How could God do that to me? Boy. God's pretty tough, ain't he? God let people put me down because of the way I look or the color of my skin. People look at me different, treat me different. Listen. God let someone close to me do what? Betray me. And boy, I could have asked questions, hands, every time on every one of these questions. I guarantee I had a lot of hands going up this whole time. How could God let this happen? That's what we're talking about today. God let my own family hate me. And you might say, how could that happen? See, because that's not your life. Your family doesn't hate you. But there's some in this room, their family does hate them. Well, if God's God, why has He let that happen? Are you hearing me today? Now you see where atheists come from. And people that are agnostic and don't believe in God. Because, see, they deal with these kinds of things and they don't have faith and they don't have the answer. You understand? And this stuff just keeps happening and happening and happening and happening and happening. And God keeps getting the finger. Excuse me. You hear me? Because that's, what, that's, that's where we live. So how could God love me since He let what? This! How'd you let this happen to me? How can you love me? You let this happen. See, we suppose it to be so. We suppose it to be so. 
Because God is all-powerful, keep looking, because He's all-powerful and because He's all-powerful, He could have not let this happen. Yes or no? If God's all-powerful and He is all-powerful, we suppose that our thinking that somehow God could have stopped it. My mother was shot six times with a 357 Magnum. God, you're all-powerful. How could you let this happen to my mama? As if God is murdering people. You understand if I lost you already. Some of you are like, if it's your first time, you're like, this pastor is nuts. <laughs> well, if you hang in there long enough with me, we'll get to the Bible. All right? So, see, you're right. This supposition that God is all-powerful, well, He is all-powerful. See, God is all-powerful. But just because God didn't stop this from happening doesn't mean God made this happen. Do you understand that? Just because He didn't stop this from happening does not mean He made this happen. And that's what I want you to believe. God didn't make all the bad things happen in your life. And here's the, here's the big one. People that make stupid decisions blame God for their stupid decisions. That's the one that really gets me. I can't believe God let this happen. I've told them, well, you're stupid. That's why it happened. And then they get mad at me for calling them stupid. Good grief. Can't win. Blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to them that love Him. Let no man say when he's tempted, or when the mess hits the fan, excuse me, I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth He what? Any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin, and sin, when it's finished, brings forth what? Death. Do not err or make a big error right here in your life, my beloved brethren. Be very careful to think that God is a bad God. Don't let Satan fool you. Do not err, my brother, on this one. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from my Father, the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. We serve a good God. You hear me now? Of His own will begot He us. See, guys, we didn't save ourselves. We didn't come up with the idea, oh, God, send Jesus, die on the cross, raise from the dead so I can be saved. That was His own will, begot He us. This is the God in the Bible. Amen? He begot us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of His creatures. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Amen? So we're just looking a little bit, and we're going to keep rolling. God doesn't tempt you with evil. That's not who God is. God is what? Good. Amen. Can we say that loud? God is? Good. Amen. I want him to hear it and the neighbors to hear it. Okay? Man is sinful. Man is sinful. Who shot my mother? A sinful man. 
A man who was drawn away with his own lust, enticed his crazy mind, shot my mother. You understand? Yes or no? Gary Clark cannot blame God for killing my mother. An evil man on this earth shot my mother. Do you understand that? When people hurt us, those people are drawn away by their own lust and do what they do. Y'all hear me now? This is a big deal. You might say, well, I know all this. Trust me, this is a big deal on planet Earth in the church today and with most people on the planet. This is a thing that will railroad you, just screw you right up. If you lose the idea that God is a good God and God is faithful. Amen? Man makes foolish and hurtful decisions, but God gives man a choice. Choice has always been God's way. Choice has always been God's way. He gives you a choice. Your choice can be to receive Christ. Your choice can be to deny Christ. Your choice can be to receive Christ and live for the Lord. Your choice can be to receive Christ and not live for the Lord. It's your choice. But you're not going to get to heaven one day and have zero rewards and zero nothing for your life and point your finger and say, yeah, look, they got all this and I got nothing. He's going to go because you were a bum. Excuse me. That's what God's going to do. He'll be, he'll be talking better English than me, but I'm telling you. If it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose you this day whom you go serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But Joshua said, but it's for me and my house set with me. We will serve the, the Lord. We're trying to answer the question a little bit. Why would God let this happen? I don't know how we're doing on it, but we're making progress. Choose you this day whom you will serve. For me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? That's a choice. Yes way to this way. Raj, how you doing back there? I was gone, so we put this message together with me going on the road. So how could God love me since he let this happen to me? Stop right there. This week, last Sunday. Y'all all right so far? I'm not putting you to sleep, Emma. You okay? You okay? Okay, I'm just worried about you. After church last Sunday, I've been making decisions this year for my health. And uh, I have to do that because I haven't been healthy. And I'm in and out of doctors, and they're still, we'll see. I'm sort of caught in limbo land right now. Amen? How many have been there before? <laughs> I don't know what the heck's going on. So anyway, so I'm just taking a little time off, trying to de-stress. So, after church last Sunday, I went home for a couple hours, and I had planned maybe to scoot on up to Carolina, be with my brother. I got a little old farm place, a piece of junk, Roger's seen it, and uh, I'd get out there and I'd just work and piddle. How many do better sometimes when you just do stuff like that? That's sort of, that's sort of me right now. So, so, I leave, and I'm on the road, and I usually stop at Brunswick, or, or you're right there at the first third, number three exit in Georgia, or I'll go to Brunswick, or I'll stop at exit 49 Darien for a hotel. Sunday, I'm tired, man. But I was feeling pretty good. And I thought, well, I'm going to push it on up the road. Just me. So then I get sort of tired. I'm only in the South Carolina. Y'all, I hope, stay with me on this story. South Carolina, exit 33. I get off. There's a Best Western. I get in. Whoo, I'm wore out. I go up to the desk. There's somebody in front of me. At this hour of the night. But anyway... 
And the girl behind the counter, she's new. And this lady here doesn't want one room. She wants two rooms. And wants some connecting. So the little new girl, she's looking for every room in the hotel. And I'm about to fall over. So after about 15 minutes, I politely and kindly left. Wasn't ugly, very nice. I'll just go because there's other hotels. Come on, it's not a big deal. So I see a red roof in. It looks new. That's good. New's good. I'm somewhere where I don't know where I'm at. In South Carolina. Trust me, I, I do know South Carolina a little bit. But anyway, but I'm like, whoa, where am I at? So I go to this red roof in. Checkout lady's right there. She's uh, middle-aged. Talks a little bit of an accent. I ask her if she's from England. She says, no, Australia. And I said to her, well, good, good. Now I'm looking for a room. Got my room. I'm leaving, walking this way. And I go, God bless you. And she says, God and me ain't on good speaking terms. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> so I go... And I talked to her. And she can't believe that God let this happen. And that this for her was 10 months earlier. Her 19-year-old son was shot 12 times by a local gang in a gang initiation. And how could God let that happen to her boy? And for the next 30 minutes, I told her, about my mama. And I told her that God's good. And, and I found a woman who had faith. She was just disappointed in God. She was discouraged. But by the time I left her, she was doing a lot better. And she had some faith again. And her head was on a little bit better. I mean, she's still got lots of struggles. Amen. Come on. So... And I got a point to this story. Well, that's the point. God, you know, you meet people like this, right? So I go to my room. I text Kim. I'm at exit 33, red roof in. In case I die, you know where I'm at. I take a hot bath. I crawl into bed. About an hour later, 2 o'clock, ding, ding. My little message thing goes off on my phone. I get up. I look at it. And it's from Alan, the builder of our building. I had sent the text message to him and not Kim. And he goes, oh, I love you. But I turn on the lights. I'm not done. I turn on the lights. I look at my bed, the beautiful white sheets. There's, a, there's some bugs in my bed. I shake the pillows. I pick the pillows out of the pillowcases. You ain't seen me when I get upset. I'm, and more are falling out. I pop them. I'm telling you. I know you might not like this story. I popped them. I don't even know what a bed bug is. I've never seen a bed bug. I have now. I'm a, I know what they are. I push them. They pop. They're full of blood. Pop, 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 pop. 
I know you don't like this story. I'm sorry. Get over it. This is disgusting, isn't it? Red Roof Inn. 33. Got it? Here we go. My point is, I get my bag, I am gone. I go to that front desk, a different lady now, I say, listen, bed bug got on my phone, I took pictures. Look, look, see this right here? That's down there, and she went, oh my God, oh my God. You know, she said, I was going to stay here two nights later myself, I ain't even staying here. That's what the lady told me. So I got my money back, I get in my car, I sleep at a rest stop. There we go, now we got it, now we own it. Here's my point. Well, you heard the story. That's the point. I never stop at that exit. I never would have stopped at that exit. I never would have gone to a Red Roof Inn. I was going to a Best Western. A lady, I've never hardly remembered somebody in front of me wanting two rooms connected. That's how much God loved that lady at that desk. That was a divine appointment for my life. Whether you believe in that or not, I know that's what that was. That was a divine appointment for me to be right there. That's the God we serve. That's the God who loves us. You know what I'm saying? That's why you need to be available. Be available for people out there to talk to them, to love on them like there. There's all kinds of crazy crap, excuse me, going on in our world. They need somebody. Amen. And God's intention never was for me to stay in that room. Amen. So I got out of Dodge quick, and I was back running. So I wanted to share that story because I thought it was appropriate for this message. How could God let this happen to me if he really loves me? And we're going to move now. God sees the sparrow fall, but he doesn't shoot him down from the sky, does he? Listen, God knows the number of hairs on my head, but doesn't mean he pulled them out. Quit blaming God. Come on, man. Come on. The emphasis is on sees and knows. Sees and knows. Keep pushing me, Raj, because I went too long. He's with us in our struggles. And He's able to work all things together for what? For good. So say yes way to this way. That's the idea of the message. Say yes way to whatever this is in your life. Say yes way. Yes way, Lord. Yet no matter what it is. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. And a lot of people might not understand how you can make it. That's when your light's going to shine. And they're going to see your testimony. Yes way to this way. We know all things work together for good to them that love who? God to them who are the called according to his purpose. I'm called, Lord. You've called me. You know my name. Amen. Don't turn on him. Don't let the enemy do this to you. Say yes way to this way. But how could this happen? How could this happen? Why does the mess happen in our world? And i got three thoughts to share quickly. Number one, trouble. Why does mess happen? Why do hard times happen? Trouble. Yet man is born into trouble as sure as the sparks fly up. Trouble. That's number one. That's why bad things happen, because we live in a world full of trouble. Yes or no? It's a, it's a world full of trouble. Number two, adversary. Cast all your care upon the Lord, for He cares for you. You be sober, you be vigilant, because your adversary, the who? Devil, goes about as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. Bad things happen, and this happens because of trouble. Number two, because of an adversary. 
Okay? Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. That this you're going through is common to other people. That lady thought she, at the moment, she was seeing her pain almost like she's the only one that lost somebody like that. And then here comes in me, who's lost somebody like that, and I still have faith. And her faith can be strengthened. This happens to all of us. Not everybody's going to have someone who's murdered. But some of the things you're going through, I'm not going to go through. Okay? And it doesn't matter what it's my pain or your pain. The level of pain is basically what we perceive it as and struggle. So if you're in struggle, your struggle might not be as bad as my struggle, I don't think. But if your struggle is bad to you, that's bad. Amen? But cast that care on the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Have I lost you? Come on. So, number one, trouble's going to happen. Number two, you got a devil out there that hates your guts. Number three, sinners. You're on a planet with sinners, and guess who is a sinner? You. And guess who else? Me. As it's written, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understands. There's none that seeks after God. They've all gone out of the way. They're all together become unprofitable. There's none that does good, no, not one. Their throat's an open sepulcher with their tongues. This is God's word, by the way. They've used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Sounds like a bad planet. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. You ever done that? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their way. The way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before them in their eyes. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. So why does this bad this happen in our life? Trouble. Adversary. Sinners. But it's so much easier just to say, God, I can't believe you let it happen. And we refuse to look at the obvious. Y'all hear me? Come on. You will have trouble. Satan is your enemy. And sinners are going to sin. That is it. That's what's going to happen. With these three things, guess what? This will happen. Go ahead. You learned something today at church, didn't you? Yeah, come on. I think you probably knew it before. So how could God love me since he let this happen to me? New question. See, we suppose, and I'm going to use the word again, the crap that happened to us. We suppose that God did it or could have stopped it. See, we suppose. Well, we're wrong, but we suppose it to be so. But what I'm about to tell you is not supposition. How could God not love me since he let this happen to Jesus for me? Flip it. Instead of blaming God, get your eyes on Jesus and look at what God did let happen to his son. See, he didn't let sinners sin. A sinner shot my mother. But the beautiful thing is as soon as she was killed, she was immediately in glory with God. That's the beauty, amen? And she's alive forevermore. Hallelujah. But we suppose that God did something like that. So how could God not love me since he let this happen to Jesus for me? This is not I suppose it to be so. But I know so. This is truth, guys. This is not what I feel. 
This is fact. Jesus, we celebrate this weekend, Palm Sunday. God knew very well what would happen on Palm Sunday. He knew what would happen with the betrayal. He knew what would happen in the garden. He knew what would happen with the scourging and the spear in the side and the crown of thorns and the crucifixion and the nakedness. God knew all of that. And God let all of that happen. And that was all God's plan. Yes or no? But how could God pick on me? How could God pick on his son? For me. I tell you right now, you need to talk like this when bad things happen and shoot that right in the devil's face. What I just said to you. And you, don't, you tell me right now, I'll tell you something. You start talking like that and he will leave you. Get behind me. You talk to him about what God did for you. Not how bad God is. Yes way. Tell him. Yes way. In his face. Y'all all right? Okay, some of y'all like that, man, and lost it. For God so loved the world. See, we fill in, for God so hated me, he let this happen to my mother. That's not Bible. That's the devil's Bible. God's Bible is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, that's why we got to fight back. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life. It's hard to imagine that the love relationship between God and Jesus, I don't know how it could be any stronger, but it seemed to be because He laid down His life for us. He loved His Son for laying down His life for us. How could God let that happen? Wow. Incredible. But we see Jesus. It was all the plan. He was made a little lower than the angels for the what? Suffering of death. God let this happen. Crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, he should do what? Taste death for all of us. See, God really let this happen. All the other stuff is just supposition and it's not true. This is fact. Amen. Come on. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And that's why Satan uses this pain in our life to get us upset with God. Because if we ever get a handle on that and say yes way to this way and the struggles in our life, Satan is defeated. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Wouldn't it be great to live your life and no matter what comes your way, you're human, but wouldn't it be great to live your life and no matter what comes your way, you keep your faith and you hold on to Jesus, knowing he's holding on to you and that the devil is a liar. Amen. Wouldn't that be a great way to live life instead of living like a yo-yo by what somebody does to you every weekend? Say, we got a great God, guys. This is powerful. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. I don't have to fear death anymore because God let this happen to his son for me. And that's fact. God let this happen to Jesus for me on what? On purpose. That's a great God. 
Isaiah 53, he's despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. God did this on purpose. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord did this on purpose, hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Are you feeling it? Yes or no? He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He's brought as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living on purpose. For the transgression of my people, he was stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he hath done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth. But God let this happen. Yet it pleased the who? Lord. On purpose to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. What great scriptures, huh? We suppose God's picking on us. And I don't want to be irreverent. But he wasn't picking on us. He was picking on his son for us. That's crazy thought, isn't it? Say, he allowed him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we sinners might be made the righteousness of God in him. Isn't that a great God? Can we just thank him for that right there? Come on, I think that's a good stuff right there. Come on. Come on. Come on. Almost done. No man takes my life from me, Jesus says. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. And I have power to take it again. This commandment I received of my who? Father. Say yes way to this way in your life. Stop playing the blame game. I've played it. It's a loser's game. Get on the winning side. This way. God let happen to his son, that death, the cruelty. Thank you, Lord, for that. And I'm going to trust you no matter what I go through in my life. It, it was God's will for Jesus Christ, his son, to die for me. That was God's will. Why was it God's will? We're just going to push all the way to the end. Because God's holy and we ain't. Why did God let this happen? Because without Jesus dying on the cross, we didn't have a dog's chance. You can try all day long to be holy, and you're still going to come up about like that, ain't you? Come on. Let's just keep going, Roger. I'm going to push a couple of points. Just pop me to the next one if you don't mind. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Number two, because we're sinners and he what? That's right. Because we're sinners and he ain't. All right? I think we done discussed that pretty long here this morning. We'll keep moving. Number three, why did God let this happen? Because he loves us what? He loves us, period. The biggest lie of the devil is that God doesn't love you. The biggest lie of the devil. Isn't that crazy? Say, we've uncovered that stuff today from, in this church. Amen? Come on. 
Come on, we turn that thing over. That's why God let this happen to Jesus, guys, because he's holy, we ain't, because we're sinners and he ain't, and because without him we don't have a dog's chance. Amen? And he loves us, period. That's, that's the message today. Roger, can we quit right there? I think so. Let's say yes way to this way. Come on, yes way to what? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, thank the Lord for his word this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Good word today.